Would you like predictable income secured by real estate? HBG Capital offers you the opportunity to invest in real estate that is built to be transparent for the investor while designed to be insulated against economic volatility. We provide investors an effortless way to diversify beyond traditional investment opportunities like stocks and bonds and even popular real estate. Our syndication and lending opportunities offer a high rate of return and are 100% passive, delivering truly effortless income. Many other investments offer passive income in the 4 to 6% range. Our opportunities have delivered fixed rates of return in the double digits since inception. Retirement accounts such as self-directed IRAs and self-directed Roth IRAs also qualify for this investment. So, if you are looking for an effortless investment with double-digit returns, then visit our website, www.hbgcapital.net. Learn more today at hbgcapital.net. Welcome to the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. I'm very excited to be here with you today because we're going to be talking about the six market cycles you should be tracking. These are the six that you're going to want to pay attention to because this is the best way that I have found to be able to get a sense of where you're at in the market. Now, as you know, it's impossible to time the market. Nobody should be timing the market, but there are some indicators that will tell you when it's time to be a little bit more defensive and when it's time to be a little bit more aggressive. And so my hope here today is to share these six market cycles with you so that you can incorporate them into your tracking and your investment philosophy to help you make better decisions. Now, again, this isn't about timing the market, but getting a sense of where you're at and being able to adjust your position. So we're going to talk about where each of these six cycles are in relation to the bigger cycle, the economic cycle going up and down, and how you can use these to tell kind of where you're at. So the first is the credit cycle. This is lending. The second is the economic cycle. This is like GDP growth. The third is the corporate profit cycle. This is price to earning ratios. Fourth is the attitudes towards risk cycle. Fifth is the distressed debt cycle. And sixth is the real estate cycle. Now, it's very important to understand that none of these cycles have a cause and effect relationship. In other words, they all cause each other and vice versa. So it takes all six of these to really create the larger cycles that cause fluctuations in the stock market and the real estate, et cetera. So there's not a perfect cause-effect relationship with these, but they all work in unison to influence one another. And so I want to kind of explain that a little bit because I know that sounds super confusing. So let's talk about it a little bit. So for example, you've got the attitudes towards risk cycle. As the economy slows down, maybe GDP wanes, maybe the credit cycle lenders are starting to see things that make them tighten up, right? The attitudes towards risk is going to go up. 
Now, when you're at a, a at a high point in the cycle, if it's had a really good run, there's usually not a lot of terrible attitudes towards risk. People are very risk averse. Everybody's making money. This is when you have a lot of speculation going on. People are buying the stock market just for the sake of buying it. People are buying real estate because prices are going up 20% a year over year, right? There's a euphoria. Everybody's making money and nothing can go wrong. And it's been going on forever that it'll continue to go on forever and it can't possibly change. And then boom, something creates a trigger and it changes things. The attitudes towards risk cycle is very risk averse at the top of the cycle. Same can be said towards the credit cycle. Money is everywhere. I remember at the top of the real estate Michael cycle, I was getting mailers from lenders who wanted to lend me money. They had money and they had to go out and place it. I mean, they were mailing people to give them money. That is crazy to me. I've never had that happen before. There was an influx. Everyone was risk averse. There was money everywhere. Lending was very loose. The economy, the economic cycle, the stock market had had a really, really good run. GDP was on a tear. Distressed debt was at an all-time low. You just couldn't find any distressed debt deals. And the real estate cycle was, was just completely booming. This is how you know that you're getting near a peak. When you start seeing all these signs, lots of money flowing everywhere, a very long run of healthy GDP, the PE ratios for corporate cycles is, is really, really high. Uh, there's not a lot of negative attitude or sentiment towards risk. There's not much distressed debt out there and real estate's had a good tear, this might be a good time to start becoming a little bit more defensive with your portfolio, maybe scaling back a little bit, right? You want to be fearful when those are greedy, greedy when those are fearful. Uncle Warren said that. Now let's look at maybe what it means for the bottom cycle. So as things happen right now, last year, there was a triggering event. That event basically caused all these people's attitudes towards risk to change. It caused the lending markets to go in the opposite direction. It caused the economic cycle to go into negative GDP growth. It caused distressed debt to go up, and it definitely put a hamper on things on the real estate cycle. The event that I'm talking about was the crazy rise in interest rates that the Federal Reserve has done. This was the trigger. As soon as people's attitude, when people saw this happening, People's attitudes towards risk increased. They knew that it was going to create some ripple effects in the economy. When the attitudes towards risk changed, lenders started pulling back. There wasn't as much capital available. And you know, when you've got a constriction in the monetary supply, you have a constriction of the amount of money you're able to borrow and go buy things, that affects all asset prices. When you have a damper on asset prices, that's going to influence corporate profits. Corporates is not going to be able to make as much money on their goods and services because there's not as many people to buy them because there's not as much money available. When you have, uh, as a result of less money in the economy, it's more difficult to get financing for, especially if you're a difficult company and the amount of distressed debt deals that you see hit the market go up. So you start to see a lot more distressed debt when you're getting towards the bottom of the cycle. When you're near the bottom of the cycle, it's extremely hard to find money. Everybody is super risk averse. Nobody wants to take any risk. Real estate's usually not doing so hot. There's tons of distressed debt out there. Uh, the PE ratios are, are, are going down. They're in a downward trend. And this tells you that, hey, 
it might be time to start getting a little bit more aggressive in my portfolio. So all these six cycles, they, they cause one another and they work together to create the larger cycles. And you can very easily do this if you track them and really listen to where each of them is at. And you can kind of get a sense of sort of where you're headed. Make adjustments in portfolio so that you can build a legacy, retire, and make an impact with your friends, families, and loved ones. We'll see you on the next episode.